Now you can show your support for Inside MusicCast by making a donation at InsideMusicCast.com. Your donation will help us to continue producing future episodes of Inside MusicCast and keep Inside MusicCast radio streaming 24-7. You can also receive special Inside MusicCast merch, such as t-shirts, stickers, and coasters for your support at various levels. Find out more at InsideMusicCast.com. From all of us at Inside MusicCast, thank you for your support. It's been nine years since we last spoke to Marilyn Scott, so we're pleased to have her back today to talk about her brand new album, The Landscape, which was recently released on Blue Canoe Records, her first album release since 2016's Standard Blue. The seven-track project focuses on putting yourself in front of nature, embracing our surroundings, and letting go. Marilyn enlists an incredible group of musicians, including Jimmy Haslip, Russell Ferrante, Gary Novak, Vinny Caliuta, Alex Acuna, Mike Landau, Steve Kahn, and many others. It's a beautiful album, both lyrically and musically, and was created and produced during the pandemic. Here to talk to us about this new album is none other than Marilyn Scott. Hey, Marilyn, thanks for joining us again. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's great. It's been since 2013 since we've uh, had Marilyn on the show, right? Yeah, that long. I know. I can't believe it's been that long. But, you know, time stands still sometimes in music. I mean, you... You feel like it's just yesterday that you played this tune or that tune or you made this recording and and how it came down. And, um, you know, I'm glad to be around still. <laughs> A lot's happened since 2013. Yeah. And especially the past two or three years, we all know that. But uh, in sort of uh, digesting this, this the new project, um, wow, it, it, you're saying an awful lot. The new album is called The Landscape. And very appropriately so, because the the lyrics that you have penned are are very telling of what you've been doing these past few years. And you, it seems as if you've been observing the world around you. Uh, do you agree with that? Tell us what uh, where the concept came from um, for the landscape. I think all of us have gone through a, a a great deal in these last, you know, two to three years that has changed our lifestyle. It changed, you know, how we look at the world, how we participate in the world. You know, maybe we lost some dreams. Maybe we, uh, people around us got sick, you know. There's a lot that's happened that it's not been the best. I just was writing about that the one thing that we can count on is nature and that we can reach out to nature and, uh, find some solace, find some answers, find the things, if we just put ourselves in it, no matter where we are, I mean, any street can be a wilderness, you know? Yes. And we have some trees and some, the sky above us and fresh air as best as, best as we can get. Mm-hmm. That's our nature. And we need to stop and put ourselves into it to find the best that this earth is going to give us. And yeah. we need to take care of it. I agree with you. I, I think when, I, you know, I think it changed a lot of perspectives uh, for people on what they could do with themselves during the pandemic. Because I personally started hiking more and more. Eddie knows that. I hike probably 50 miles, you know, on average a week. And, you know, there's a couple of spots around where I live that I love to go to. And just reconnecting with nature has been like, really refreshing, you know, because I, <laughs> I I own a studio. I'm in, I'm sitting inside all the time and I'm around computers and equipment right. and stuff. So, you know, just, just getting back outside and, and enjoying nature has been just what's really driven me the past few years. 
Yeah, and I felt like, you know, these things we need to talk about. I mean, then again, you know, you don't want to be like preachy either. You know, right. You want it to be musically enhancing and you want it to be able to reach, you know, some kinds of place of awareness. Right. Everybody that I work with, it, they feel the same way. So there was such a like-mindedness, mm-hmm. and especially because it was COVID, really, that, you know, we had to pass around a lot of files, and we told our stories that way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, everybody, like <laughs> like you say, um, every one of us went through the same thing during during COVID, and, yeah. and it's still sort of continuing a little bit, but we know that you recorded the album in the middle of COVID, which was February to November in 21. Yeah. So if you could, you know, reflect a little bit, tell us about the process. I mean, I mean, we probably couldn't go anywhere that really wanted to. So from your yeah. writing to the recording, um, you know, you know, because we were smacking the, you know, what, tell us about the process. I had, my sister was ill and not with COVID, but she came to, to stay with us. And, and so, um, I would escape to her kitchen at her house, mm-hmm. you know, to, to write and to use a microphone and to send ideas about tunes. Like, for example, like to Russ, Russell Ferranti and, yeah, and, yeah. you know, and he, okay. What about this? And and I'd say, yeah, but what about let's do this bridge? You know, and then we'd say, yeah, it's in a good place. Okay, let's put some uh, let's get Jimmy to put some bass on, and then we pass it over to Jim, and then he'd pass it over to Jimmy Brandley or somebody or Gary Novak, and yeah, and then you know it got passed around like that, and every time you know we'd we'd all look at the tune and say, oh, that sounds great, you know, let's, <laughs> and you know it was actually kind of interesting because when you're in the studio, I mean, that's another animal altogether because you, you, you guys sort of create the tune right there and mm-hmm. you go over things. So instead of this, why don't we do that? And, um, you know, uh, it's a different kind of agreement with this way, with the file sharing, you're going to accept what somebody's going to hand you. You know, you're not really not going to scrutinize it, you know, because they're stuck like you are. So, Mm-hmm. They're getting all this energy out and all this emotion out that, you know, I, I don't want to say, can you do that again for me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and knowing these guys that they are putting everything into it, you know, that's what we did. And I cut some vocals in that kitchen. And then, you know, I did go over to Eric Zobler's house when it was things were better. And uh, I could do a couple of vocals at his house, but you know, mainly it was this uh, this passing back and forth, and by the time we got to where we could mix it and master it, you know, uh, things were better, and we went over to Rich Breen's house. Yeah, yeah, and when you're file sharing like that too, and it lands in the lap of your bassist, and then it lands on the lap of your drummer, and then you know, and so on. Um, they're each kind of working solo and their interpretation might be something that maybe you didn't think about, or they gave you something totally you know, tangent to what maybe was it you thought of, and maybe it turned out oh, surprising. In every tune. Yeah. In every tune. Yeah, it's really an interesting process. You, you never really know what you're really going to get. <laughs> yeah. um, you, know, I, you know, I would say, you know, when you select and you're passing files back and forth, I mean, there has to be a certain amount of trust in the people that you've selected and saying, you know, you are good enough to 
to imagine what I'm looking for. You've worked with them enough. And uh, w- would you agree with that, that you have to sort of trust in, in the players? Oh, I mean, without a doubt. I mean, they're the ones that hold our friendship. Yeah. You know, and they and so when you reach out, you say, hey, Vinny, will you want to play on this tune? I got a couple of tunes you, you'd kill. And it, yeah, sure. come on, send right. it over. Let's go. Let's yeah. do it. You right. know, everybody was looking for something because we were all just stagnant, really. I mean, yeah. everybody was like making music. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, there's a lot of folks right. uh, make music um, and playing in their, you know, doing it in their house and, and doing it live, like on Facebook and stuff. So it, it was great, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really look forward to playing because that's what I really want to see what these tunes are going to become, you know, when we step on a stage together and we decide to play them out. Yeah, and Eddie, Marilyn didn't have slouches on this album, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean that at all. <laughs> Jimmy Haslip and Jimmy. Russell Ferrante oh and Gary God. Novak. I mean, these are some amazing stellar, players to begin players. with. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, hey, your new album feels like, you know, your, your personal journal. And, it, it you know, it tells of the people around you, the scenery, the beautiful places around you. You know, sometimes yeah. the things that people take for granted are the – I'm assuming – the outdoors are really special to you. Did you grow up as an outdoorsy kid? Uh, were your parents taking you camping, that sort of thing? You know, we never, you know, in my growing up, we never, I never got to share in all that camping thing mm-hmm. until much later in my life, but always an outdoor kid. It took yeah. a lot to get me back in the house. But, um, you know, I've been one of those activist type people. I mean, I wrote, you know, Wilderness and and other tunes, No Room for Hate, and things like that that have to do with, you know, mm-hmm. how we treat each, each other, how we, what kind of people do we become when we when we never get to go to a park or, you know, right. a national park or, you know, take a hike as kids and stuff. Yeah. You know? I've always tried to get those licks in a little bit, mm-hmm. but, you know, I've always had to have, you know, other tunes were expected of me, too, along the way. Of my career, so I'm I'm glad that I'm at the place where I can I'm freer to 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 do what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, we know that you're living uh, in Southern California in L.A. And just when we called you today for the for the chat, you were basically saying, "Well, yeah, I'm here on on the beach." And and something came to mind. It's something that uh, I just got back from L.A. two weeks ago for a, a couple of shows. Yeah. And uh, nice. and my uh, my sister in law basically told me she says, "You know the thing about California is you can be at the beach swimming in the morning." You can be in the desert at noon, and you can be skiing in the snow-covered mountains in the afternoon. She goes, what's not to it's like really, about California? <laughs> yeah, it's true. We, we did get a good snowpack this year, and these other years have not. We're going through a terrible drought. But what's not to like? You're right. It is. I mean, it, you, can, you can enjoy almost every element. And those things are drying up, so we have to really take care of it. Yeah. You know, you've released such a great body of work over the years, you know, well over a dozen albums, I think. And correct us if we're wrong, you've worked with some of the best in the music business. The landscape is no different. And let's start with your choice of producers. And, it, of course, we've already talked about him. It's our good friend Jimmy Haslip, and we've had Jimmy on the show a few times. And uh, talk to us about working with Jimmy and what he brings to the table for you. Well, you know, I met Jim when he joined the Yellow Jackets, like 80 um two or something. Yeah. And um, I knew Russ from up in the Bay Area in Northern California where he was from. Mm. I moved up there and I got out of high school and 
went to school up there and played bands, and I met Russ. And then we moved back down, you know, different times back down to L.A., and that's where I met Jim. So we've been writing all this time and sharing projects, and he's so grounded, and his demeanor is so easy to work with, and and he's involved. He's just really there, and and it's for everybody he touches that with his time and his expertise mm-hmm. in music. Yeah, uh, he's he's really become a, an incredible producer for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Let's continue to talk about Jimmy a little bit because you know. We know of his playing pretty well, and man, I tell you, he has so much feel. He seems to be a real, you know, uber-sensitive type of guy when it comes down to, you know, composing and especially that ear, like you said, for producing. But at what point in your—you said that a little earlier that you'd sit at the at the kitchen table and you start penning things out. You'd call Russ a little bit while you were at the beginning stages. Um, and even with Jimmy with some bass lines and that type of thing— um, in regards to the writing and the arranging, let's look at a, a micro view of this whole thing. So was Jimmy in, involved in all of that right now? Uh, it, during that time, did you have the concept in your head as to here's the kind of feel that I'm looking for? Um, and, oh, yeah. And, and are you a, a keyboardist or do you peck around in, in the keyboards, get the melody lines? Explain what, what, right. what you do. Yeah, I, I gave my, my mother's piano to my grandniece because she wanted to take piano and they didn't have a piano. So I gave her the piano. So that left me without. And so I don't know if you know who Jude Swift is. Are you you hip to Jude Swift? Yeah, I know the name. I'm not too familiar, but yes. She loaned me her Yamaha and um, came up with ideas and then would try to record them on Logic. And then I would pass it on to Jim and say, what do you think? And He'd listen, and he'd go, you know, this is a great idea. We could actually do this, and we could do that. Why don't we hand it off to, uh, you know, maybe Scott Kinsey? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we would work like that. Or maybe I would just, you know, in the tunes that I wrote with Russell, we get on the phone with him and say, I've got, like, three different things, and you want to, do you want to try? And he said, yeah, you know, so... I would just send him over ideas, and sometimes he'd call me, and we work while he's playing piano, and then we would work out the structure that way, maybe even change the key. You know, he he, he could put a little drum sound on it and a bass line, yeah. and then we'd pass it over to Jim okay, and get Jim to put the bass line down, and then we'd take it and, and pass it over to whoever we thought would sound the best on drumming. With Russ on the summer night, we did uh, the use this trio with Steve Schaefer and Mike Valario, and that was so nice uh, to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't with them, right? So it was great. I just went, as soon as I needed to put the vocal down, you know, I, he kind of already knew what it was going to sound like because of just a scratch vocal. But they laid it down perfectly, and I could now put a vocal on. Yeah, most cases were like that. That was sort of the, the, he was involved that way. And everything would go back to him. And I'd be excited to, you know, to say, okay, look what we did today to Jimmy. And he'd go, okay. So he'd get all fired up and then he'd have some ideas and then we'd push it off to somewhere else. 
<laughs> Maybe a, just a few times did we, you know, ever we changed the tempo on irreplaceable and but everything fit because yeah. we recorded it faster at hmm. a different tempo. But then we reduced it, and um, it just still everything fit. And then we we redid the drums. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it's the reason I'm sort of giggling is because I I can just imagine. Uh, a blank canvas and you're starting to paint and you hand the painting off to somebody else and they add their color and you <laughs> pass it on to somebody else and they're painting something right. else. And every, the next person is like, okay, I guess where you're going here. And they put their splash of, of paint and <laughs> painted uh, creativity to this. And you never know really where this thing's going to end, you know? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's it. You're going to get what you're going to get. And, and you know, and you're so excited to get it back. When somebody's taking like two or three days on it, you go, wow. <laughs> you keep looking at your inbox and yeah. waiting. And yeah. when, when's it coming? You know, and when mm-hmm. it would come, it would be so much fun to throw on some headphones and hear what they did. And I just smile, you know, because it was so fantastic for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. they listened to it the way I had, I imagined it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the, the end result, you know, it's it's got to be – even though you had a concept in mind, it's got to be somewhat of a surprise with that kind of process, you know, to, to, to you oh, know, yeah. start with that blank canvas and see what that finished product is. Yeah. You, you mentioned um, Russell Ferrante, and we had him on the show, I guess it was like January of last year. Mm-hmm. And boy, what, a, what an incredible talent he is. Um, at that time, he had just released a brand new solo album, his first, I think, solo album. Yes. And it was called yeah. Inflection. <laughs> and uh, Eddie and I are going to see him real soon, too. Um, yeah. he, they're going to be here with the, he's going to be here with the Yellow Jackets, so we're going to go check them out. They just released a new project, so. Yeah, yes. And I, I think they're going to, the new tune is supposed to drop real soon, and hopefully they'll play that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I just saw so. on Facebook that they're going to release their new track, so. Russell is a very um, interesting man. He is truly one of the nicest people I've ever, I've ever known. Yeah. And he has such a texture that he, he creates when he plays his influences with in church and in jazz and the different people that he grew up listening to. And I mean, he's a, he's a great example of a person who listens uh, and learns. And then his whole personality just comes through so well, his style of playing. Mm. And it's sort of like, I mean, you listen to Joey Alexander. I mean, he's the same way. You know, he's got a certain personality yeah. of way that he approaches things, and 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 Russ is is like that, and very adaptable to people, mm-hmm. and Ab- just and wanting to. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, in looking at the liner notes, because we are. We're, we're liner notes geeks, man. Let's we face are liner it. notes geeks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so let's talk about the musical painters again. I mean, you do have Vinny. You have Scott uh, Kinsey, and you have Russell Ferrante, Mike Landau, Alex Acuna. We know all these guys. Katie Buckingham, Steve Tavaglione, uh, Jimmy Brandley, Gary Nogak. But then there's a, a guy that we've had on the show before, and that's Steve Kahn. How uh, Have you had a, a longstanding relationship with uh, uh, Steve? He's a great guitarist. Oh, he's wonderful. I just, you know, I wanted a, a Brazilian groove on this tune, and no, I didn't have a relationship with Steve, although oh. we knew each other. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy hooked it up and said, I think Steve would play really great. And I went, oh, 
wow, do you think he'd do it? And he said, yeah. yeah. So he sent it over to, to Stephen. He, he really he did such a great job, and he was excited. He, I sent him the, the CD over, the physical CD, and, yeah. and he, he wrote me back a, a beautiful note. He's such a nice person, but his playing is incredible. Yeah. You know, that you put electric on there and, you know, acoustic. Yeah. So, yeah, it, he it, did a great job. You just love his work. Every time you, you hear him from his work, just with Michael Franks or with anybody, you know, it's, yes. it just shines and it's so, so clean. And I can see exactly why Jimmy selected him and, and try to get him on. No, and it just, yes, it was beautiful. And it, I was so happy that. He said yes. Yeah. Hey, listen, I want to talk about one of the tracks. It's the lead track. And I'd like to, I don't know the answer to this, but, you know, uh, on Thrown Out Into Space, you know, um, who played the piano performances on this? Was this Russell or Scott or both? Or it it was just, and what interests me more are the courting progressions. Beautiful progressions. I've I've never heard something like that in a long time. Well, I I did a, a little demo of it. Yeah. And... I guess it sounded a little more like a Curtis Mayfield type thing, you mm-hmm. know, and I gave it to Scott and he came back and um, he put uh, Gary on it at his house. He just put a, a, an unbelievable attitude on it, a, a psychedelic kind of feeling to it. And I, I loved it. I did. I thought it was great. But uh, yeah, I, I, so I gave him a demo and, and Kinsey's like that. He... It's that Zawinul type of approach to things, and um, uh, on uh, tomorrow too. He that's how he he did it too. Yeah, it's such an ethereal type of track. It's so vibey, right. you know. It's so vibey, and the the roads is really thick, and the you know the vibrato and the emotion on that. I mean, it's it's I, I the, what I love about the the first track is um, it really sets a nice you know, foundation for the rest of the album as to what to expect. And you did a really nice job leading with that one. That's great. Yeah. Um, he, you know, Scott is, uh, he he takes the, the melody and he just, he plays all around it. You know, you never see him hardly step on anything yeah. of the of vocal, of the changes the vocal's going through. He he just walks all around it and, and it creates a, a very different thing. And I love it. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. Well, let's go ahead and pause, and uh, we want to take a break to listen to uh, some music from the landscape. And uh, this first track we're going to play is Thrown Out Into Space, Butterfly, from our guest today, Marilyn Scott, and her brand new album, The Landscape, on Inside Music Cast. I see you travel up and down my yard, and you look to see if I am watching. I have dreams of your colored avant To all of your teachings When solving the problems That are rough How do I honor today's invention I can't walk away But when I've had enough Because angels are smiling In my direction Just this fantastic creature God lays in the rains I'm overwhelmed with feelings I can't explain I've got dirt in my fingers Stars in my throat 
The album was released on Blue Canoe, and um, yeah. you know some of your albums in the past have been on Warner. Um, I think you were on Prana Entertainment, I think. And uh, but Blue Canoe, I, that's becoming one of my favorite labels. And I was just actually, as we're talking here, I'm kind of scrolling through their site, and we actually keep in touch with them because we're on their mailing list. But um, and they send us a lot of promo stuff. But you know, guys like we mentioned, Steve Kahn, he, he and uh, Mark Kibble just released a single that's on Blue Canoe. Yep. Um, right. We know that, uh, yeah, there's some really great talent that I'm, they're making me aware of, like a guy named Thomas Heflin. He's got a beautiful album 
that came out called Morningstar. Yeah. And uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned Scott Kenzie. He's on that label and uh, and so on. But uh, tell us about your relationship with Blue Canoe and, and how that's working out for you. You know, they're streaming and, um, you know, the distribution is through Orchard. And so that's a pretty typical mm-hmm. uh, approach. It's, it's They have a little bit of uh, that they can help you with, but uh, it's mostly up to the artist these days to with these streaming platforms sure. that you have to have to create yourself. Mm-hmm. Jimmy got it for me, yeah. and because he works over there on that doing A and R for all those people, oh, so right. yeah. he he brings them a lot of great people who've been needing a place to make their music, mm-hmm. like Mike Miller. Yep. So it's been it's been really nice, and Jim, we we're going to go after a few other people, but you know we just said, gosh, if we have this in and they're really interested, let's just let's go hang with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. a new new uh, relationship. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's continue talking a little bit about about what you're saying, the content, uh, not only musical but the lyrical content, and, and and you're making a point because as you're observing, and and we're really all in this together, we're observing the world around us. But um, you know, your lyric, your lyrics, you know, give us a, a perspective of what the whole album is about, and it's it's really basically the uh, uh, environment, uh, appreciating it, don't taking it for granted, the trees. I mean, let's let's talk about the tracks a little bit. Let's start off with thrown out into space, butterfly. You're actually talking to a butterfly. Tell us about your your where your mind was w- when you wrote this because there's a lot of concern and all of a sudden there's something here that could not be here again it's like reaching at, at nature to find yourself and and um, and sometimes you just spit things out uh, when you're out in nature you know yeah people scream in a canyon I think it's me just saying, you know, what am I doing and um, Mm -hmm. how how is this working out, you know? Mm -hmm. And just, you know, being in nature and just trying to find who you are and where you're going. Mm -hmm. And that's the same way with the landscape. It's people who, you know, feel um, that if it weren't for nature, they probably wouldn't be here. Yeah, right. Because they're so disadvantaged with so many things that are happening to them. Yeah. They can't seem to get out of it. And, and I mean, there's a lot of people like that today. So, you know, we need to find it. We need to, uh, to look for it that way if, you, if we can. And, mm-hmm. and this summer night was just about sitting on your front porch and taking a moment. Yeah. And trying to get away from all that you've been doing so that you can appreciate Mm-hmm. the moment and live in the moment and unzip is about people who you know have to come from great distances especially like i'm here in la you know and i see it all the time because i'm close to the beach people come with their families and they walk blocks and blocks and blocks and take the metro and take the uh the bus and you know get themselves down there mm-hmm. and they stay all day and they have a blast and they walk all the way back, and they go back to their apartments and yes. stuff like that. And but that beach filled themselves up with a new hope and a relaxation that they needed to calm their head. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a beach; it could be anyone just taking time and getting out of the office or your workplace and doing that. I know that happens to to me an awful lot that I don't get in outside enough to breathe, and yeah. Yeah. that that's really it, it. It's key for our human existence. It really is. 
And uh, which it leads, really, yeah, it leads me to a, a very interesting and very poignant um, tune that you you penned. It's called "Irreplaceable," and uh, and it really talks about personal responsibility. This is a little more uh, a, little, a little more direct. Talk to us about this. We have a house in Palm Springs, and so been through all the kinds of different weather that's there, and it's becoming really intense. Mm-hmm. And um, the winds and the rain, and well, I made a video of it too. It's just describing this area that is feeling, you know, the climate change story, and um, and we're responsible for the irreplaceable, mm-hmm. the things that you know we can and cannot see, you know. We're in a, you know, we're supposed to be the most intelligent of all the species, and we do so little. Right. Yeah. I really love this track, uh, Irreplaceable, um, from Marilyn's brand new album, The Landscape. So let's pause for a second and uh, let's go ahead and play this one. Again, this is Irreplaceable from Marilyn Scott's brand new album, The Landscape, on Inside Music Cast. That brush to the mountain snow Mesquite trees and palm shakes sand In this aged celebrity land Oh, Rachel Bonds with adobe stalls Graffiti art speaks on the walls White water runs until it's gone And the hot days here have begun Sure as your first 
on the track of the landscape, I do want to read um, a line that you wrote, and it it really is it really sort of encapsulates. I think what you're trying to say, and and you wrote it really nicely, it's part of the lyric. It says, the landscape is more than trees and views. It's what we say. It's what we do. It's what uh, we are today, never forsaking the frontier so this beautiful view won't disappear. I think that's so lovely. Very nice. Oh, that's – I'm glad it resonated with you. That's the point, you know. Look how good Stevie Wonder did it for us in his records of, of, of awareness we all kind of owe it as artists. That's kind of what we're going to, we should be doing a little bit. You, you know, I mean, it's, I've talked about and wrote about love and, and I like it all of that, you know, but it just seems that sometimes, you know, we got to do these other things too. I have a good feeling about what that is for me, but you know, I dig it. If, if people don't, you know, understand that or don't, if they would rather listen to something else. Mm-hmm. I, I understand. That too, but if we can use music in a way that we can uh, send a message that once you hear it, once you hear something that you go, yeah, right. I mean, you're forever changed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Joni Mitchell's done that for me. Oh uh, yeah. Musically, instrumentalists do that for me because it gives me a vision into what what I'm feeling and what mm-hmm. what I hear from that. I ever hear Brad Meldow play, I, I hear and have visualized so many mm-hmm. things. And um, and that's important for writing and, and kind of spitting out what you want to convey to other people. And yeah. sometimes it's really hard to do that. But, you know, music is a great way to communicate all that. Sure. And, uh, and that's why we do our show. <laughs> exactly. We, you know, we, 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 you know, we love to talk to the musicians and the artists to, to find out what they were thinking about, you know, why they did what they did and why they're conveying what they're conveying. And you've given such great life to this album, Marilyn. It's a, it's a gem. Oh, and cool. we encourage our listeners to support this project. The, yeah. the, the album's called The Landscape, and, you know, you can stream it. But I, I guess I got a question because our audience, uh, we've got a lot of collectors and people who love the physical media. Do you have a CD that might accompany this that will be available for purchase? Yeah, you go, you can go to MarilynScott.com and it. We're just working on that with CD Baby right now, okay. so that it would be available and people could get buy a physical copy. Well, we love the project uh, that you, Jimmy, and the whole team have put together. Yeah. And uh, and don't don't wait another what is it? Uh, how many years? Yeah, we got since a, the last project yeah, nine years ago. We got to <laughs> because <laughs> we know that you're going to be coming up with something else, and then and another message to to talk to us about both musically and lyrically. And yeah. you, we applaud you. Great job in getting this out, especially in the times that we're in. So congratulations of of uh, of, of a great success. It's a beautiful project. Thanks, guys. And it's so nice to talk to you today. And and I'm I really uh, it's I'm so thankful for a show like you have. Oh, thank and, you. And um, you get to be able to talk about your music. Sometimes um, you don't get to say all the things that I mean that go along with um, everything that you put behind it. All right. It's great to be able to say. It. Yeah. It's well, beautiful. We'll do it again sometime. Hopefully, we shall. <laughs> all right. All right. Thank you so much, Marilyn. Take care. And you. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Special thanks to Marilyn Scott for joining us on this episode of Inside Music Cast. We also want to thank our Inside Music Cast correspondents for their support and dedication, including Brian Pearson in Chicago, Kim Riley in South Florida, 
Scott Gross in Tampa, Mikhail Ingstrom in Stockholm, Scott Sheriff in Nashville, Don Brightup in Los Angeles, Loretta Sassaman in Seattle, Yinka Oyelese in New Jersey, and Arnaud Legere in Paris. Now you can show your support for Inside MusicCast by making a donation at InsideMusicCast.com. Your donation will help us to continue producing future episodes of Inside MusicCast and keep Inside MusicCast radio streaming 24-7. You can also receive special Inside MusicCast merch, such as t-shirts, masks, stickers, and coasters for your support at various levels. For Eddie Cabello, I'm Rick Such. Thank you for your support of Inside MusicCast. And he smiled as if he'd let go And redeemed in nature what life had stole The landscape is more than trees and views It's what we say and what we do It's what we are today